I'm going to do me, I'm going to do you. So Pardon? then, excuse me. <laughs> it's not what I meant. It's not, that's, never mind. Welcome to Rebels Apples 2, Tag Team Boogaloo. <laughs> I told you, that's all I had. The podcast, the podcast that talks about everything from for... professional wrestling to... You're doing an intro? Oh. What is going on here? Yeah. I haven't done these in a while. No, not, not, not. It shows... Many moons. A little rusty. A, a little. Just uh, a little bit. I might need some WD-40. Yeah, just uh, work out the... Uh, what does WD-40 do? <laughs> It greases it. Oh, yeah, that's it. It greases the, uh, <laughs> the old metal parts and bits. The Tin Man from the Wizard of Oz. Yes, that's definitely what that intro was. Anyway, welcome to our show. You're listening to us on SoundCloud.com slash Grapples Apples. That's Grapples the number two. Apples, if you don't want it, SoundCloud.com. You got uh, Google Play Music or Apple Podcasts. Doesn't matter where you're listening, as long as you're listening. Now, as always, I'm one of your hosts. Ill Will the Thrill, the Poetarian, Shakespearean Candidate, Major English, whatever you need me to be, that's who I'll be, because that's who I is, including the guy who does the intro for once in, like, six months, joined by the guy who should be doing the intro. And usually every week, <laughs> it is ya boy. Oh, I was going to say the man in the eye with the man with the <laughs> I'm ready to end this podcast real quick. Are you trying to do the outro now? <laughs> yeah. We're all over the place tonight. The very sensual. The very toy. Mr. Sunglasses at Night Yourself, ya boy. Shades. As always, we have plenty to talk about in the world of professional wrestling. We've got some title changes in the promotion. We have a legend re-emerging into the zeitgeist of professional wrestling. Legends. Legends. We have some free agent signings. Some free agent question marks. We have lots of tag team wrestling. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's SmackDown 2. Tag Tag Team Boogaloo. Boogaloo. But before we do all that, Shades, do me a favor real quick. Yes, sir. Ring that bell. Let's do it. So let's get started, as usual, with our non-WWE news. First things first, Ring of Honor is holding their Pure Championship tournament, and they continue to add names to the list. Uh, Dalton Castle has been added, and also Tracy Williams has been added. Kind of find it interesting that we're starting to open it up to not traditionally map-based wrestlers, mm-hmm. but I'm interested to see where this goes. I had zero interest, but now that they're adding people like Dalton Castle and Tracy Williams, now I have, um, they're starting to, to to get me a little interested. See where this goes. Me, no. Me, <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm still not interested in, in, in this pure championship-like tournament. I mean... I'm curious more than interested. I would, I'd be more curious slash entertained if WWE came out with the television championship. Yeah, but I mean, at this point, do you really want them to? I mean, I, right now, they're in the way of New Japan, where there's way too many belts in WWE. Uh, not enough screen time for all the belts. But, I mean, this week was, hey, you like tag team wrestling? <laughs> We're going to give you tag, tag team, team wrestling. wrestling. Also added to the uh, pure tournament, Yuji Degata. 
Yuji Nagata? Yuji Nagata. Isn't he on his like retirement tour though? Bro, can't say yo, man. He's on there. That's all I know. I could have swore like I saw something about Yuji Nagata like uh, on a retirement tour. He's also like old as dirt too. So he's still a big name for this tournament. He's a big name in Japan. Not so much in the American eyes. I mean, like, like real, like deep rooted wrestling fans right. probably know Yuji Nagata, but maybe half the people on that wrestling page of <laughs> probably don't know who Yuji Nagata is. So, as of now, the participants for this pure championship tournament are Doug Williams, Jonathan Gresham, Alex Shelley, Rocky Romero, boo, Mark Haskins. Slex, whoever that is, Tracy Williams, the villain Marty Skrull, Fred Yehi, Eugene Nagata, the local hero Joe Hendry, Hendry. and Dalton Castle. It's, it's, it's not um, it's not a completely stacked tournament, but it's still a pretty good. It's a, it's a sizable tournament. You no, know, sure, sure. I, I again, I just find it interesting that you have some more map based guys like Jonathan Gresham. Marty Skrull. Calling it now. The local hero, Joe, Joe Hendry? Hendry, wins the pure championship. Yeah, but is that is he the pure champion? I'm talking about a title that was held by Daniel Bryan, the, uh, Brian, Brian Danielson, Danielson, excuse me. Watch your mouth. Brian Danielson, AJ Styles, etc. Like, is Joe Hendry that guy? Okay, so you can go, if you're ROH, you can go the route of big name. A Jonathan Gresham. A Marty Skrull. A... I mean, those two would fit the role of pure champion in terms of yes, technical ability. But for me, it's like wow factor. Somebody that you didn't think that was going to win the tournament would be, for me, Joe Hendry. So previous champions include AJ Styles, who's the inaugural champion. Uh, I said that before, a couple weeks ago. Who defeated CM Punk. Yeah. Chick Magnet Punk. Yes. Doug Ch- Williams. Monkey Punk. <laughs> Doug Williams. John Walters, Jay Lethal, Samoa Joe, Nigel McGuinness, and Brian Danielson. Come on, I don't. That's know. it. That's the, that. Yeah. That's a very short list. It only yeah, it only existed for two years before they you know they unified it with the uh, world championship. Wow, I actually did not know that. So with that short list of guys, I just who's don't the longest reigning champion? Um, Nigel McGuinness. Okay. Hmm. I don't know that Joe Hendry fits on that list. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Like, two guys you named, I have no idea who they are. You're talking John Walters and... Uh... Jay Lethal. That's not funny. <laughs> it's a joke. It's a That's joke. not well, funny. It's a joke. It's a Come joke. on, it's man. It's a joke. Poor Jay Lethal. Yeah, uh, John Walters. I have no idea who that is. Doug I Williams, know. I know who that is. Jay Lethal. Samoa Joe. Uh, Nigel McGinnis. Daniel Bryanson. Brian Danielson, excuse me. And then, of course... Shut up. And, <laughs> and my man, of course, AJ Styles. Wow, it's a very short list of champions. Very short list, but but the names on that, I feel like that says something about this title. Where's Nigel McGuinness's reign? Like the three hundred like day phase. Three fifty. Right? Three fifty. Okay. Three fifty. Seventeen defenses. Ooh. By all intents and purposes, Nigel McGuinness is the pure championship, and the pure championship is Nigel McGuinness. Yeah, I mean, I think if you've seen the Nigel McGuinness, um, the documentary, do- documentary on the WWE, fantastic. It was um, Heartbreaking, like, he stopped wrestling because of. Uh, it was like a hepatitis scare or something like that, right? Something like that. And then he had injuries that he couldn't get surgery for because he couldn't afford it. And mm-hmm. he wouldn't sign him because of the injuries so that he could get work to pay for the injury surgery. Yeah. It's a mess. It's a mess. But, again, back to the names on this list. Like, if you're looking at names here currently, 
next to names of those who won it previously. There's only a few names that I would even contemplate putting the belt on. Yeah. There's one obvious one, but I don't know that I'd want to do that. Lethal? Skrull. Uh, Lethal's not in the tournament. You said Jay Lethal's in the tournament, guy. No, I did not. Oh, he, he won the title. He won, ow. Damn, I'm dumb. He's a previous champion. Yeah, all right, take it easy. Pussycat. Listen, I know I don't want Rocky Romero to win. I was just about to say, they should put on Rocky Romero and yeah, watch I, you bug out. Well, I would I would burn ROH to the ground. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Impact Wrestling is set to air their one-hour TNA special following the regular broadcast on March 31st at 10 p.m. This show has been in the making for a while. They're bringing back a lot of old TNA superstars, wrestlers, whatever you want to call them. Um, let's see. As of right now, uh, announced to appear are David Penzer, Disco Inferno, oh boy, The Amazing Red, Petey Williams, Scott Steiner, Chris Sabin, uh, Aces and Eights, represented by D'Lo Brown and Kent Anderson, Ooh. amongst others. So, yeah, I mean, I've been hearing about this for a while. I just don't know how far they're going to take this. Like... Who else are they going to get? They're are not getting AJ. The phenomenal one? They're not getting AJ. Mr. TNA? They're not getting AJ. Could you imagine, though? There's not, they're not getting AJ. But agent. could you imagine? Just, just humor me. Okay. Imagine in the middle of the show, no one thinks twice, and all of a sudden, AJ's old TNA music hits, whatever Get ready it is. to fly. Sure. I am, I am. Cool. Imagine that music hits. That place would... I'd wet myself. <laughs> You wouldn't even know until after the fact. No, I'd watch you're, it. You're not watching this. I'd watch it live. Bro, I I watched it TNA. Like, this is... You're going to watch the TNA show. Exactly. You're a liar. You're not watching this. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. Oh, God. <laughs> Moving forward. Much speculation has been made after Matt Hardy's WWE contract officially came to a close earlier this week. Jumping into my news now. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm dipping my toe into your news. I'm coming back. Mm, but not. Dipping my toe. Punch you in the I face. Dip it, I dip my toe. Punch you right in the face. I'm coming back. Matt Hardy, as many people know, has a very strong social media presence and has his... That's an understatement. <laughs> as such, has been putting on a series of YouTube clips titled Hashtag Free the Delete. In the latest episode... One Matt and Nick Jackson appear on the show. I'm not going to go into detail because you said that you. No, no, no. My 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 news is about Matt's release. No, no, no. I know, but I'm saying I'm not going to go into too much detail about this because you want to get into detail about this. No, no. We can get into detail now. I'm just going to. I'm not saying we can't do it now. I'm just saying I'm not going to do it. So let's do it now. So then do it then. So I was was trying to hand you the ball and you're like smacking it away from me. Well, okay. (laughs) (laughs) So. Two nights ago, I was awoken by my brothers, mm-hmm. and I couldn't go back to sleep at 1 a.m. <laughs> you were so awoken? I was awoken, basically. Ah, uh, yes! Uh. <laughs> so, I'm up at 1 a.m., uh-huh. and I'm like, you know what? What else is there for a nerd to do at 1 a.m.? Besides, you know, a, a, adult websites? <laughs> Let me frequent the wrestling, huh? Right, right. So, I look up... Matt Hardy's YouTube page. Mm-hmm. 
and I I see that there's ten episodes of hashtag free the delete. Mm. No longer than two minutes per episode. And I feel like I dropped acid and I was just on a bad trip <laughs> for like twenty minutes. I was excuse me, I had highs and lows. Okay. The absolute high was seeing um Nick and Matt Jackson. Right. Ah, the Bucks of Youth. I knew you'd come. And then it's just Matt getting beat up by King Maxiel and his other kid's name. I don't remember it. I'm, I'm just like, what the heck is... What am I watching here? And it's Matt doing his um, uh, his Matt facts from like Matt Hardy oh version God. 1. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, doing his uh, Hardy Boys thing. Mm-hmm. His, um... Uh, what the heck was it called? Um... Not not Woken Matt. Well, he was with TNA when he had like the um, the 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 hanging braids, the box braids. I wasn't watching TNA back then. Sorry, dude. Ice. It was like Ice something. Uh, Matt Hardy, and then he was like a sure. in a suit. Okay. And I'm just like okay, and then I, I I'm looking at the, the behind the scenes, mm-hmm. and um, Rebby Sky is Matt Hardy's wife. Yes. She fell into the pool while they were filming. And it's like 50 degrees in Cameron. So on her uh, her Instagram, it's all blurred out, of course. But right. she said that she had to record the rest of Matt Hardy's skit, but naked, because she fell in the pool and she didn't want to catch hypothermia. Oh, my God. <laughs> that is a very, that's very much her. I mean, I didn't, like, Rebby Sky is Puerto Rican. She's from Queens. Is she really? Yeah. I did not know this. I did not know, and, um, uh, what's his, what's the gardener's name? Senor. Oh, come on. What is his name? It's something super Latino. Senor Benjamin. Not Latino at all. Yeah, I was like, what? (laughs) Senor Benjamin is actually Rebby Sky's dad. Father, yeah, 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 that I knew. And I'm sitting here like, why is Max Seal and the other one in, like, Giants gear? Rebby Sky's a big Giants fan. I did not know this. Did not know that either. I was, again, down the rabbit hole, 1 o'clock in the morning. Right. <laughs> right. I was like, man, I felt like I dropped acid and just started watching Matt Hardy videos. I was <laughs> freaking out. If you do dabble in the, you know, adult drug area, do not watch a Matt Hardy video. Because <laughs> you will freak out. It was rough. Oh, my God. Just the way your mother likes it. <laughs> relax, relax, Sean Connery. <laughs> rough. Just the way your mother likes it. Her. <laughs> v, what did you wager? Suck it, Trebek. That was another rabbit hole that I went down. Sorry, guys. Um, let's 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 get back to the. Uh, let's the... get the train back on the tracks, huh? Yes, yes, yes. Big news from Ring of Honor this weekend. PCO is no longer the Ring of Honor World Champion. The belt is once again around the waist of Roosh. He two-time, two-time Ring of Honor Champion, defeating PCO and Mark Haskin in the triple threat match in the main event of Gateway to Honor. That took place over this weekend. That's a very <clears throat> short list of two-time ROH champions. 
There's only a one-time three three-time. There's only one person that's a three-time our weight champion. Can you name that person? Yes. Yeah. Adam Colby Bay. Yeah. Uh, Jay Lethal, two-time. Yes. Adam Colby Bay, three-time. Yeah. Um, Rouge, two-time. I want to say Brian Danielson, two-time? I don't think so, actually. Really? I- I'm going to look it up now, though. But keep guessing. Okay. See, but this is tough because I don't know how many double champions there are. Or two-time champions, rather, in Ring of Honor history. Give me a second, Pussycat. I'm looking it up. Um, you are not good at Googling. Ring of Honor. Listen, world, world champions. champions. Eat my butt. <laughs> Hey, come on. Hustle it up. Shut up. You're too slow. Jay Briscoe. Gabba Gabba. Okay. Oh, that's right. He had a, had a pretty good uh, singles run before and he, the he Briscoes beat, were a thing. He beat, um, what the heck is his name? Uh, Michael Elgin. And Ooh. then I think he beat um, trash. Uh, Kevin Steen. Okay. Yeah. So there... There is a very, very short list. So how many? You got him. You, no, you got you got all. Really? Yeah, Jay Briscoe was the only one that I had. I had to add. Well, well, um, Andrew Colb, <laughs> Adam Colbebe, uh, Jay Lethal, uh, Jay Briscoe, and Roosh are the only men to hold the belt. Wow. Twice. And I remember when Cole won his third one because it was a big deal. They made a huge stink about it when Adam Colbebe. Who? Okay. Who and where did he win it? The third? Yes. Oh, come on. I don't remember that. Oh, you suck. I just remember this was probably 2016. Mm. 2016, 2017. Who did he take that all? mate. They were stablemates at the time? No. They're stablemates currently. They're current stablemates. He beat Kyle O'Reilly at Wrestle Kingdom. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. Wow. I would have never guessed that. I would have never guessed that. I thought Kyle Riley was off doing his Red Dragon stuff. Mm-hmm. But I do remember because I had just got back. I just started like really getting into wrestling around the time. And I remember everyone, oh my God, Adam Cole's the first three, uh, first time, first three-time Ring of Honor champion, blah, blah, blah. I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. Adam Cole, baby, beat Kyle O'Reilly at Wrestle Kingdom 11. Correct me if I'm wrong. He's also a former Ring of Honor tag champion with Kevin Steen, no? Adam Cole? Yeah. Possibly. This was the first uh, New Japan event that ha- actually had a ROH championship on the line. That's cool. That was the only actual ROH championship, except if you don't count the Supercard, Supercard of Honor. Okay. The G1 Supercard, not Supercard of Honor. No, G1, yeah, G1 Supercard, excuse me. Pardon my French. Okay, so okay, está bien, está bien. We didn't get a Ring of Honor championship match at um, any of the Wrestle Kingdoms? Only Cole versus O'Reilly. Really? Mm-hmm. I feel like that can't be right, but if that's what you got, that's what you got. Well, this is me, and not <coughs> Bizzle, so... Anyway. More news on this new championship. Roosh already has his first challenger for the Ring of Honor championship. My boy... Lit Gordon, who cannot stay healthy to save his mother's life. Um, what? Cole was never tag team champion. He won the World Tag Team Champions number one contender lottery tournament with Kyle O'Reilly, but that's it. He was a TV champion and he was a three time Arwish champion. 
So what did he... I could have sworn I saw some picture of him and, and Kevin Steen together holding belts. Ref Pro. Was that what that says there? No. Man, get on my face. Anyway. The oft-injured Flip Gordon will be challenging Roosh at Supercard of Honor 14 in Florida on April 4th. That's WrestleMania weekend. Yes. Everyone does everybody's, everybody's going to be in Tampa. That's what everyone does. Every year, wherever WrestleMania is, all the wrestling promotions fly down to that location and put on shows in that city. Which is actually interesting, because this will be the first year that AEW exists during WrestleMania season. I don't. What think are they going to be doing? I don't think they're doing anything. I mean, they may have a show on Wednesday around that area, but I don't think that they're going to be uh, because they're going to be in New New not New Rochelle in Rochester, like the week before. We're at the Prudential. Yeah, boy. So I don't think that they're actually doing something. Or Tampa. I mean, it would be kind of moronic to not do something. Cause or is it not moronic because you're not trying to leech off of WrestleMania? You're trying to stand on your own two feet. You're trying to be your own promotion. I mean, they didn't schedule anything for that weekend also, so it's fine. I mean, takeovers that weekend, so you're going up against a takeover. And honestly, that's when you're like... That's when the real meat and potatoes of the, the, the Wednesday Night Wars happens. If you schedule a pay-per-view the same night as a, t- as, as a takeover... Whew. Yeah, they're not doing anything. Good for them. They're going to be in Milwaukee on the 1st, mm-hmm. and then in St. Louis on the 8th. That's middle America right there. Wow. You know what I'm thinking? Hmm. They're probably thinking, let our wrestlers take whatever bookings they want. We don't have to get in the way of anything. Let so them go do what they got to do. Your, your thought is they're they're going to be booked at other events to, to wrestle. I'm whatever. thinking, look, are we going to do a pay-per-view for this? No, we're not. Okay, so let's just keep it regular. We'll do our Dynamite on Wednesday before, Wednesday after, and let our guys go do better bookings they want. Hmm. You know Joey Janelle is going to do his his uh, his big thing that he always does WrestleMania weekend. Mm-hmm. So, you already have Joey, he's not going to be there, and whoever else you can get to book on But how show. often has Joey been on TV? He's actually going to be on the show uh, next week. He's going to be in a match. I know, but like... No, I know, I know what you're saying. He's not on TV as frequently as he was in the beginning few uh, weeks of the of Dynamite. When he was feuding with uh, Moxley and then uh, Sean Spears. Yeah. Once he started feuding with Kip Sabian, we kind of stopped using him. Look, nobody cares about Penelope Ford, that's why. Telling me, brother. I can't. Anyway, <clears throat> so along with Flip Gordon challenging Roosh for the Ring of Honor Championship, the former Ring of Honor Champion will be going up for a different title. Who's the former champion? PCO. Oh yeah, I forgot. About who that. just dropped it to Roosh? Said okay, I want a different belt. The NWA World's Heavyweight Championship, whose current champion is Nick Aldis. Mr. Mickey James. Oh, don't do that to the poor guy. He's Magnus also. There you go. Don't do that to the poor guy. <laughs> you ever hear the way he talks about his time at TNA? Not happy about it. No. He did an interview recently with uh, Chris Van Vliet. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. He's just he's respectful about it. But he he does not care for Dixie Carter or anything that took place while he was there. Because they booked him so badly. Mm. Um. So, yeah, so that's... 
that's pretty much going to wrap up for now non-WWE news. Why don't you go ahead and tell us what's going on in WWE news? So I'm going to keep WWE news very short Aye. and very sweet. Aye. WWE doesn't usually do this when they release or don't re-sign a superstar. Mm-hmm. They announced that Matt Hardy won't be re-signing with WWE. Uh, announced on Twitter, and the IWC has gone nuts. For sure. uh, theories out the wazoo. Mm-hmm. Oh, WWE is doing this to spoil any surprise um, debut that Matt has with AEW mm-hmm. or this or that. It's like it's, it's, it's just a bunch of nonsense. Well, they did it for for Mosley. Um, they announced Mosley wasn't going to be Mosley, like months ahead of time. Yeah, but Mosley, like they gave him like a whole farewell well, goodbye, thing. Yeah. Matt Hardy to was written off TV. Played dead. Played dead, basically. Yeah. Excuse me. So, I don't understand why they do this, but... Well, Matt Hardy himself, after he was released... Well, not released, but once his contract expired. Before his contract expired, he was promoting AEW stuff. Yeah. But once his contract expired, he said that... He's not closing the door on WWE. Mm-mm. And then he said that he wants to go back eventually, but that right now... Him and WWE Creative are not on the same page. Yeah. So he wants to go explore other avenues. So, again, IWC is going nuts. Mm-hmm. WWE is trying to sabotage AEW before they can get off the ground. I was like, ah, you guys are dragging them a little, a little bit. Like, much. It doesn't matter. It, we all knew Matt was going to be a free agent. We all knew that Matt has the potential to be the, uh, the exalted one. Mm-hmm. For the Dark Order. Mm-hmm. Will they do it? Who knows? Is it too on the nose for AEW? Yes. AEW likes to... Uh, they like to lead you along, but like to, to change it mm-hmm. where... Yeah, you guys think you know what's going to happen, but we're going to do something a little bit better. Right. But what I like about AEW is... They don't do something different just for the sake of being different. No, no, no. If it no. makes sense, yeah. they'll go with it. Even if it's obvious. Yeah. You know, and I appreciate that because, like, other promotions will have something so obvious and blatant that oh, two plus two has got to be four and they go, uh-uh, it's going to be orange. It's like, what? That's Orange is not a that's number. Not, that's not a number, but okay. <laughs> let's, let's see how this goes for the next three weeks until you're off TV again. And as Thoreau mentioned earlier, the Bucks of Youth showed up on Matt Hardy's hashtag free the delete. And I stated earlier, it's like dropping acid and having a really bad trip. So what do you think Matt's doing? Where do you think this lands? If I was Matt, bounce around for now. Non-exclusive? Yeah. Take bookings wherever. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're 45 years old. You're not going to get much booking. But he's Matt Hardy. He's broken Matt Hardy. He's whatever Matt Hardy he wants to be. Mm-hmm. There's All right, so there's different levels of Matt Hardy that's sellable. If that's even a word. Yeah. Um, marketable. Marketable. Broken Matt Hardy is by far at the top of the pyramid. I agree. And then everything else is there. Probably, I would say broken Matt Hardy. Broken, yeah, broken Matt Hardy mm-hmm. is the most marketable Matt Hardy at the moment, followed by Hardy Boys Matt Hardy, which is kind of weird without Jeff. Then version one. Then, then his TNA garbage. His TNA stuff. 
But Matt is such a creative mind that he can have something new cooking. I mean, he said that. He was like, uh, in his videos, he was like that. Um, he tried to, to bring the, the, the broken and they wanted to do something different. He's like, it, it wasn't working. It wasn't working. The woken Matt Hardy gimmick did not work at all. As Not, not as much as the broken Matt Hardy. Because they didn't... You can't... There are certain gimmicks that you have to give the dude the keys to the castle mm-hmm. and let him reign free. And something like... Something so over the top like the Woken gimmick slash Broken gimmick has to be free reign. And they didn't do it. They didn't give him free reign. He was super limited. And what did we get? Him and Bray? Ooh. In a tag team match. Ooh. Not in a tag team titles. I mean, the Broken gimmick wasn't going to win him a world championship, but it was going to help him sell merch. It was definitely going to keep him on TV because people are going to want to see it. I mean, especially when he started talking in that, like, faux... That uh, weird southern... Victorian yeah. accent or whatever. Yeah. Um, the whole thing with me Creation. is... If Matt is going to sign with AEW, AEW cannot sign Jeff. We've said this before. No, no, no. We no. Say well, this, uh, we'll say this again. They don't need Jeff. Well, Jeff is showing he's he's on backstage. He's making full recovery. He's he's WWE right now, baby. That's because he's under contract still. Fine by me. Stay there. Go away. It's crazy that we grew up being like Jeff Hardy fans, and then turned. I loved Jeff as a kid. Loved the Hardy Boys all day, every day. They were pretty much like I was like, oh, that's like me if I could be a wrestler. But I I don't need a Jeff needs help. Mm Mm-hmm. And B, I don't, I don't need Jeff, man. It's the same thing everywhere he goes. He has the like creativity of a shoe. Oof, that's right. I'm sorry. Speaking of creativity as a shoe, JBL, boo, John Bradshaw boo. Layfield being inducted into the Hall of Fame. Talk about guys I used to love as a kid who I turned on. Boo this guy. Boo this man. Boo. John Bradshaw Layfield, who, if you guys don't remember, had a feud with Eddie Guerrero and was stopping uh, illegal immigrants from coming across the border. Yeah. He'll be in the Hall of Fame. This guy is known to be a locker room bully. To the point where they took him off TV because he was getting booed. Because he was getting jeered so hard everywhere they went. Because he decided, hey, you know that announcer that we have who ha- who suffers from bipolar disorder and depression? Yeah, let me pick on him. Let me bully him. Mago. He's, ugh, this makes me sick. We're not talking about Mago. Talking about no, we're not Mago. talking about Mago. And the last bit of WWE news before Thrill blows his uh, top over here. There are reports that Vince McMahon has given up on two wrestlers. One man, one female. Ricochet and Shayna Baszler. This guy doesn't know anything. Absolutely nothing. He's an idiot. Uh, I can't. uh, I understand Vince, like, you know, created what we have today. But you really? Ricochet? And Shayna Baszler? I mean, Ricochet, he can probably just think, oh, this is a cruiserweight guy who just does flippy stuff. He's so physically talented. It's insane. Problem is, he can't cut a promo. So you work with him. 
Work with him. There's no time to work on the main roster. You either got it or you don't. And That's not Vince, true. And to Vince, he doesn't got it. How many times? It's so funny. I was I was listening to, I don't know if it was Busted Open or, or Wrestling Observer. I don't remember who it was. You get it. You listen to podcasts. <laughs> Feel good about yourself? Yeah, I do. I felt so good. I snorted. <laughs> People forget how long it took for The Rock to get over, for Stone Cold to get over. It wasn't long. We're not talking, dude, we're not talking weeks. We're talking years. No. Yeah, from from Rocky Maivia debuting to being the most electrifying man in sports entertainment was not overnight. It took years, mm-hmm. but they kept at it. They kept at, they did the Rocky Maivia thing for, for a while, didn't work, die Rocky die happened, and but then they he, put him then in the nation of domination. When he turned heel, that's when he got over. No, not over the way he was by the end of it. He they put him in the nation of domination where he was kind of like a secondary guy. Then, then he overtook Farouk. Then he went out on his own and became The Rock. It wasn't overnight. Same with Stone Cold. He was, it, even after he won the King of the Ring tournament and he did the whole Oz at 316 says, I just, I just whooped your ass, he went back to being the ringmaster after that for, a, for no. almost a year. No, he, he, he wasn't. He, he was not a... fully fledged Stone Cold Steve Austin over like Rover for at least a year and a half. And people forget, think it was just overnight. And Vince thinks everything happens overnight. You gotta work with these guys. You gotta A, let them improve, B, put them in the ring, and C, like, sh- help their strengths and hide their weaknesses. Triple H is another one. Dude, how much did Triple H work as either. Um, Hunter Hurts Helmsley. Terrorizing. Well, Terrorizing was in WCW. But I'm saying between Terrorizing and then Hunter Hurst Helmsley, the Blue Blood, all the way until he became the game Triple H was not overnight. But the problem, see, what you're doing is you're 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 mixing things up because Triple H was on the rise. Yeah. And then the whole um, the current call happened, and yes. then Vince. Was like, yo, I'm taking everything away from you. He had to restart himself. I understand that, but that's not my point. My point is that it didn't happen overnight. There was work that had to be done between the start until you get to the top spot. Am I saying that Ricochet could ever be the Rocker Stone Cold Triple H? That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is that you have to give them a chance to get there. How many times does Vince have a shiny new toy? We see him on TV for three weeks. Done. That's not how it works. So Austin won the 96 King of the Ring. Right. Right. What was the 97 um, WrestleMania? I, I don't remember. Let's see what the... Uh, okay. Like, well. <clears throat> 97's WrestleMania was... Oh, they don't even have it on here. Uh, WrestleMania 13. 13 was, uh... Sh- Undertaker versus Psycho Sid. Yeah, for the WWE Championship. Stone Cold went up against Bret Hart. And see, match. so that, it wasn't even that long. It wasn't even that long before Austin 316 started his whole thing. Because that was the double the, 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 the double turn between Bret okay. and, and what you call it. Okay. So when was that? When was our WrestleMania 13? March 23rd, 97. March 23rd, 97, and yeah. June 23rd, 96 was the King of the Ring. So, so almost the whole year. Nine months, basically. Okay, nine months just for the double turn. 
But he was building towards that. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying, Jeremy. That's exactly what I'm saying. And then even after the double the, the turn, problem he is wasn't that, top level Stone Cold yet. The problem is that there's no build like that anymore. There's no time for that. The attention span for wrestling fans now, especially WWE fans, are so short. And whose fault is that? That's WWE's booking. That, but that's what I'm saying. I'm blaming so, Vince. I'm blaming. So what I'm saying is that they're not going to book Ricochet the same way. One, he's not good on the mic. AJ, I love him to death. Horrible on the mic. I don't know about horrible. He's not good. But I don't say he's horrible. He's he's pretty bad on the mic. Face AJ's horrible. Heel AJ's not that bad. Heel AJ is dad cringy. You said heel AJ or face AJ? Heel AJ. Dad, cr- dad cringy. Dad cringy's heel AJ. Mm-hmm. Face AJ is just cringy cringy. It's just oof. All their faces are cringy. They don't know how to write for their faces. It's insane. Yeah, I mean, Kevin Owens is kind of like okay with it, but you can't get Drew McIntyre. The way, the way they're running Drew McIntyre is insane. I mean, the last couple of weeks have been pretty good. Well, at least, see... at least this Raw was pretty good. Where he just came out, didn't say anything, Claymore kicked Brock Lesnar. Right. Claymore kicked Brock Lesnar again. Claymore kicked Brock Lesnar again, held up the belt. Which, by the way, there there are reports saying that Brock Lesnar told uh, McIntyre uh, to grab the belt and lift it up after the, the third Claymore kick. So all those talks about Brock Lesnar not caring about the business. Brock cares when he cares. When Brock thinks that he's got someone who can make money, he cares. And him and Drew can make money. Exactly. Let's see. Austin won his first championship in, what, 97? 98. Just as on a Raw is War. Come on, Wikipedia. You oh, his first me. championship, not his he, first WWE no, championship. No, his first WWE World, uh, World Heavyweight Championship. He won at WrestleMania against The Rock. No, excuse me, against uh, Shawn Michaels. Okay, yeah, 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 I'm seeing that now. You gotta remember that um, during the... Uh, the Rumble? Uh, no, at, at no. WrestleMania. At Mania. At Mania. You gotta remember that Austin broke his neck with Owen Hart, like, in between the the start of the Austin 316 mm-hmm. to WWE thing. So it's, uh, that, that. So what Mania is that? 14? Because if 13 is, a, is the heel, to the double turn, then you would think it has to be 14. I want to say 14 or 15, for sure. WrestleMania 14. Yeah, it has to be WrestleMania 14. Results. His WrestleMania... Stone Cold defeats Triple H. I mean, Shawn Michaels. And Mike Tyson was the enforcer, right? Mike Tyson was the enforcer. Yeah, okay. So that's Stone Cold's first championship. His first WWF World Championship. Mm Mm-hmm. That's 98. And King of the Ring was 96. Yeah, but he also broke his freaking neck. I understand that. So you got to take him to injury into that, account. And he was still doing stuff while injured. And that's what I'm saying. And that's my that was my whole point. Is that Vince is taking these people like Ricochet and Shayna, getting a two-week sample, and just going, okay, next. Listen, the- when his biggest star he's ever had, he took the time to cultivate them. The difference between Ricochet and Shayna is that he ruined Shayna's first day on the main roster with the whole biting of Becky. But you can still Becky. save her. Not with that. That's too goofy. Too goofy. Anyone can be saved. You're talking about day one? 
Because that means no one can come back after day one blunder? Of course you can. Mm. Come on, guy. So it's hard. It's hard to come back, especially something so goofy like that. You give it some some space to breathe, and then when they come back, the problem you is, ignore it. You the, just go straight problem, booking to the, the to. the problem is there's no space to give because WrestleMania is right around the corner. Well, I mean, yeah. Well, that's shooting yourself in the foot. And that's what happened. That's what I'm saying. I think I think we both agree here that Vince and the way he books has led to him not being able to to make superstars. No. Vince needs established stars to come in and do what they do best. I'm afraid for Adam Cole to go to the the, the main roster. I'm afraid for a Velveteen Dream to go to the main roster. I'm afraid for a Tommaso Ciampa or a Johnny Gargano to go to the main roster. It's insane. It's insane. It's so nuts. It doesn't make any sense that Vince can't see what he has. Can't see the forest for the trees. This guy was once responsible for... No, no. He, he did not have his own. It wasn't just him. It wasn't just him. It's hard to believe that one guy who helped with the Attitude Era, create the Attitude Era, can book so badly now. There's, there's no saying. way. There's no way. It had to be, as much as I hate to say it, Vince Russo. Vince Russo was only there for a few years. He wasn't there for long. Yeah, but... He, and a lot of his stuff was very hit or miss. Look, here's... Vince... You got. We're talking about the Attitude Era was what ninety six to two thousand and two, roughly ninety five to nine to two 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 thousand. Invasion was 01. so we gotta go at least past 01. Well, oh, so it's Attitude Era from like ninety five, ninety six to two thousand. Invasion from two thousand two thousand one, and then it was like ruthless aggression from two thousand. This whole era, what? Yeah, one year is not a whole era. So it's, well, it's, it's not a transition just, from the it, Attitude Era onto the. That's why it was the Invasion. It was the invasion this is an thing. angle was yeah, part it, of the yeah, era. And invasion angle. There's no there's no era between ruthless aggression and 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 attitude era. It's, it's commonly believed that when Stone Cold joined with Vince at WrestleMania 17, that was the end of the Attitude Era. Yeah, but there was no era in between that, is what I'm saying. It was aggression. No. Because the invasion angle was before WrestleMania 17. No. It was yeah. after. Yeah. Well, because Shane and Vince fought at WrestleMania 17, and they had they panned to the WCW guys in the um, the suite area. You're right. Yeah, I know I'm right. So what? The invasion angle was just a time. It was just an angle. It was just a gap between. That's weird. I mean, you don't need to. No, I know, I know, I know. Errors, I, I get what you're saying. I get you what know? you're saying. But okay, I lost my train of thought. What I was gonna say, and why I even pointed that out? Because you were wrong. Shut up. Dumb dumb. Your face is a dumb dumb. And the last bit of news is <laughs> we're finally getting that Chris Benoit doc. Oh, I can't wait. Dark Side of the Ring, Vice TV. Is it Vice TV or Vice Land? They're just called Vice at this point. They're they usually air their um wrestling documentaries. They they started last year with uh, the Montreal Screw Job and, and Brody. Bruiser Brody's. Um, the Bruiser Brody one was really good. It was rough. So, Tony Atlas is like they murdered him, and yeah. they covered it up. Yeah. So I don't know when they'll be airing the Chris Benoit one. I think it's the first one to debut. Is it really? I think I could be wrong. I know they're doing like a fabulous Moolah one. Fabulous Moolah was the last one of the of uh, season one. Was it? 
Yeah. So, okay, they did six episodes for season one. No, no, no. Don't don't start it. Don't start it. Um, I'm sorry. It's on demand on Fubo, so. Uh, I was going to yell so we didn't get hit with copyright. <laughs> <laughs> so, episode one was Randy no, Savage and Miss, and Miss Elizabeth. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I remember that. Montreal Screwjob was no, episode two. Mm-hmm. I know so much. Like, we've... As wrestling fans, know so much about the Montreal Screwjob. I didn't even watch this one. I was just like, "Oh no, I did. It was really good." Really? Yeah. Anything new that we don't know? Yes and no. All right. Uh, Bruiser Brody was episode three. Yeah, that, was that cool. one I watched. Fantastic. The Von Erich one was good too. Episode four was the last of Von Erichs. Episode five was the mysterious death of uh, Gorgeous Gino. And episode six was the fabulous Mula. Oh yeah, I didn't see the fabulous. I I saw. I didn't even know uh, that existed. I saw up to the uh, Gorgeous Gino one. And okay. There's. Many theories of how he died, but we're not going to get into that. I mean, I guess they will. Um, but season two is set to premiere soon, and it looks like they're kicking off with Chris, Chris Benoit. Crispin. 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 I'm trying to find the... It's set to premiere in the U.S. on March 24th. So we're talking like three weeks from now. Uh, Tuesday. Because we'll be here at Dynamite. Oh, man. So we get to watch the Chris Benoit episode Chris of Vice ben. on Tuesday, and then go, oh man, it's going to be great. So subjects include Owen Hart and his death as the Blue Blazer, Chris Benoit and all that, New Jack. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, David Schultz, I'm not sure who that is. Not, not familiar with his name. Jimmy Snuka Oof. and the, you know, the murder of his girlfriend, the Road Warriors, Oh, that should be going, too. Dino Hawks, Hawks um, alcohol abuse, too. Dino Bravo. I'm not sure who that is. I'm not Dino lie. Bravo was... Um, you're not going to know. The name sounds familiar, but I'm not sure who that is. He, um... Didn't David Schultz smack the reporter because he said wrestling's fake? Yes. Man, I, am, I, I just know so much wrestling. Where he gained notoriety after assaulting 2020 reporter John Stossel during a report on the legitimacy of professional wrestling. Yeah, he said wrestling's fake, and he smacked him. He said, did that feel fake? Atta boy, David Schultz. Yeah, I remember that. Oh, okay, I'm watching that. The Road Warriors are going to be... Dino Bravo was... um, He fought Bret Hart. Uh, I think he was like Canadian or something like that. Okay, but what's the shtick here? I don't remember. Well, he's dead. Oh, was found shot dead. Oh, wow, I didn't know that. 17 bullets, 7 to the head and 10 to the torso. Woo! Alleged rolling a ligorous cigarette smuggling in Canada. Okay. Yeah. Now I, I understand why they're doing this episode. Okay. I I know I know who Dino Bravo is, but it's rough. Anybody else? Herb Abrams. I don't know who that is for sure. Wrestling promoter from New York. Let's see... Something, I guess his death also, because he was apparently high on cocaine when he died. Awesome. Found naked and covered in Vaseline. Oh, whoa. Okay. Okay. Company of prostitutes. Died while in police custody of a heart attack. Cocaine stuck all over his body. Hello. <laughs> Hello! Alright. And then the Brawl for All. Now, the Brawl for All... That I'm, should be entertaining. That should be fun. It's not as serious and as like heavy as these other ones... But man, this should be great because this is WWF going. How about a great idea? And it just kicking them right in the face, or oh, punching them right in the face, <laughs> punching Bart Gunn in the face. Bart Gunn won the brawl for all, and then he got butter- knocked out by Butterbeer yeah. WrestleMania. 
<clears throat> that was horrible. Which was never supposed to be the prize, but because... No, because Dr. Death Steve Williams is supposed to win it. Exactly. And then Bart Gunn knocked him out. And they got mad at Bart Gunn, so what? they served him up to Butterbean. Yeah. That's messed up. That's messed up. But they didn't realize that Bart Gunn had like an amateur boxing background. Mm-hmm. Huh. You know, I actually watched, I went and, like, on YouTube, you could find some of the fights. First of all, ugly fights. Yeah, no, there's absolutely zero technique. Zero. Yeah. Horrendous. Bradshaw's in it, The Godfather. Uh, Savio Vega. Savio Vega's in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steve Williams is in it. Uh, Draws is in it. Mm-hmm. Bart Gunn is in it. It's very entertaining. Very, I'm, I'm very much interested in watching that episode. That should be a good It's one. like watching Dad's backyard like, fight. Dang. So let's move to Raw, right? By all means, take it away. So. I got nothing to say. Raw, Raw starts off with Brock and Heyman in the ring. And they're, they're calling Drew McIntyre a farce. That this, this main event is a farce. We already know what's going to happen. This isn't a prediction. It's a spoiler. Blah, blah, blah. The whole Brock Lesnar shit that they've been running for such a long time, it's even with old. the Universal Championship. <clears throat> Drew McIntyre comes out to a tremendous pop. Just stares Brock down. Brock kind of, like, chuckles, starts walking out of the ring, and tries to sneak attack him. Eats a Claymore kick. Nice. Drew leaves the ring. Brock is sitting there... Selling the Claymore kick like it was the wrath of God. As you should. Brock walking up the the, the ramp. Enter uh, stage left. No, stage right. Yeah, stage right. Right? Oh, it would be stage left. Because if you're coming in, that would be the left-hand side. Yeah. Enter stage left. Exit stage right, right? You're a, you're a play guy, right? I I don't know what like the raw screen, the stage, right? Like the, like looking straight at it. Yes. Okay. Drew McIntyre comes in from if you're coming out the left hand side, if you're walking up the ramp the right hand side. Entrance or where the announce table is? No, he came out from like like a stage like right secret passage. Stage right. Sure. The announce table would be stage left. Okay. So, enter stage right, Drew McIntyre, boom, Claymore kick again. And the crowd's chanting, one more time, one more time, one more time. Did you do the countdown? No, 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 he didn't do it. He no just, count, no, no Claymore no, countdown? No, he just, got, we waited for Brock to get up again. Thank you. Ate it, boom, and that's it. Beautiful. Lifts the belt. Beautiful. And I, as I stated earlier, Brock Lesnar told Drew McIntyre, listen, lift the belt up, and blah, 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 whatever. Fine. Raw's opening. No complaints from me. Mm-hmm. Next match, you get Street Profits uh, taking on Seth Rollins and Murphy for the tag titles in the Now or Never match. That's what they labeled it. Now or Never. If They did this second segment of the night? This was the first match of the night, but second segment, yes. Jeez. Where if the Street Profits lose, they can never get a championship right. match as long as Seth and Buddy are champions. Way to manufacture heat. Because that's like blow-off stipulation. And yeah, this, I mean, with this, you, you know exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Owens comes in. Tell dis- that much. Distracts everybody. <clears throat> and uh, Montez Ford's frog splash. That boy gets up. It's not a pretty frog splash, but it's a very high frog splash. Yeah, yeah. Like, that boy gets elevation. He gets, yeah, yeah. And Seth Rollins eats the pin. 
we get new tag team champions. Really? Ex- I was as shocked as you. Seth were. ate the pin. Seth ate the pin. Not, not, not Murphy. Murphy. Murphy chased sorry, Kevin Owens. I almost called him Buddy Murphy. Sorry. No, it's just Murphy now. I'm sorry. Murph. Uh, Murph. There was a, a promo. It was like, your buddy, Murphy. Cute. Yeah. Cute. So uh, Seth Rollins gets uh, interviewed backstage with Murphy, mm. and he's like, uh, I'm the, I am I determine what goes on around here, and I'm demanding to face the Street Profits at the Elimination Chamber for a rematch. But automatic rematch clauses don't exist anymore, but Seth can do what he wants because he's the Monday Night Messiah. This is the same company where Roman just had to say, I'm next, and he gets a WrestleMania title shot. So... Also, this is also the company that said we're going to give you what you want. Yeah, we're going. Give me to- what I want. You know 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 what I want. It's like Brock Lesnar and Goldberg and Undertaker are going to be at WrestleMania, but we're going to give you what you want. You know Whatever. what I want. And then Raw kind of like gets a little wonky from from here. Okay. The next match is. Um, Riddick Moss, who I had no idea who he was. I thought Mojo Raleigh was still the 24-7 champion. He's been on the main roster for three weeks? Yes. He's the longest reigning 24-7 champion at like 20-some-odd days. Yeah, because they haven't been doing the segments anymore. Yeah, because nobody cares about the belt. I said it. It was going to die as soon as like R-Truth like, pokey-pokey and turned himself about. That's what it's all about. Riddick Moss beats Ricochet clean. Now, one, don't know who Riddick Moss is, except for the fact that he was in the NFL. That's it. And he's a 24-7 champion. So this Vince not being high on Ricochet thing, clearer than, like, glass right now or whatever. I wonder how many years he signed for. Crystal clear. That one better. They normally sign guys at three- or five-year deals. When did he sign with NXT? Two years, two years ago. ago. Best case scenario, he's got one year left. Worst case scenario, he's got three years left. Yeah. <sighs> so, Riddick Moss beating Ricochet, don't understand it. And it was for the 24-7 championship. <sighs> so, Ricochet can go from competing for their top championship to competing and losing in a match for the championship that no one cares about. He got squashed in the main championship match, and then he got buried in the jobber championship match. Poor guy. Between his contract with Lucha Underground and now his contract with WWE, Ricochet needs to never sign an exclusive deal ever again in his life. So there's only two, three more things that I actually want to talk about for Raw. All right. Aleister Black versus AJ Styles was... Yes advertised for this week's Raw. Mm -hmm. And everyone and their mother thought, man, this finna be a barn burner. It was anything but. AJ had Carl Anderson and then Luke Gallows face Aleister Black. And then they attacked Black and AJ hits a phenomenal forearm and pins Alistair Black the way that The Undertaker does his dead man pin after the tombstone for Alistair Black's first main roster loss. Singles match for main roster loss. This is stupid. And I said, why? This is stupid. Why why even have this if you're gonna do if you're gonna book it this way? AJ looks dumb. Alistair looks dumb. 
The club looks dumb. It, it's, it looks... The OC. They're the OC. I don't care what they are. All men involved in this match looked dumb. You have Alistair, who can go. AJ, you know who can go. And you pull some dumb stuff like this on Raw just to announce that at the Elimination Chamber, they're going to have a no-disqualification match. Why? Why not just have the build to the Elimination Chamber match? The OC, have Alistair Black beat Lou Gallows this week. And then AJ's like, you know what? I got to get this done myself. Because he beat Carl Anderson the week before or, or whatever. That's fair. That's fair. And AJ, AJ faces that. Alistair at the Elimination Chamber. Well, I'm tired of watching the OC get punked out every like everyone that AJ feuds with. It's annoying. But I, I, yeah, I get, I get uh, yeah, they're, they're feud fodder basically. Yeah, it's annoying. But that would that would be the best case scenario. Okay, I can see that. As opposed to having Black beat both Carl Anderson and then Luke Gallows beat him by disqual like he beat Luke Gallows by disqualification. Yeah, That's, it's so dumb. It's dumb. Especially for somebody with the elk of Alistair Black who can be your main, your top guy. Yes, he could. AJ and him can put on a four or five star match. But no. It's so, you know, it's so funny if Vince knew what he was doing. This would be a feud that passes the torch from one generation to another. Yeah, absolutely. If Vince was smart, he would have continued to build AJ as one of his top guys. Granted, AJ didn't want to be the champion anymore because it's too heavy of a schedule and all that stuff. Fine. But he still could have been top of the card. Mm -hmm. And then you use this feud at a WrestleMania where Alistair goes over on AJ to usher in the next generation. Where you then can cement Alistair as one of your top guys, if not the top guy. But instead, it's a nothing feud in the middle of a B pay-per-view on the road to WrestleMania... So that AJ can face Undertaker. And Alistair Black can do nothing. Did you see that? I put Phenom. No more. I was wondering. I was like, did you just typo and then like, not fix it? Got it. Uh, that was a little Easter. Easter gotcha. right there. Gotcha. Because you know he's going to face Undertaker WrestleMania. The Undertaker. And Undertaker is a Phenom. And he hits the Phenomenal form. Yeah. Do you get it? Yeah, it doesn't matter. Do you get it? I got it. Cool. <laughs> I'd appreciate a little more fanfare from that. You know, just a little, little Easter egg for you, but no. Why do I try? Speaking of why not, why don't I try? Rowan, we finally get the big reveal that's in the cage, and it's a GD mechanical plush toy spider. Moving on. Moving on. The last bit of Raw. Randy Orton doing his best promo work in years with Beth Phoenix, saying that he cares for Edge more than she does. That he attacked Edge to save his career. He didn't think he was coming back from the broken neck. This promo was so good. It's insane. That he loves and cares for Edge more than his wife does. It's the unreal. mother of his child. Unreal how good this promo is. And Beth slapped him, and we all knew what was coming next. An RKO. This segment for me, closing out Raw, was a thing of beauty. Randall Keith, Randall, Randall Keith. So it was like bookending it. You had your 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 a good start, wonky stuff in the middle, and a great ending. And then you go to the Wednesday Night Wars. So let's do that. 
Let's do that. Over on TNT at 8 p.m. on Wednesday night, we have AEW Dynamite. Some news before we hit the airwaves. Lance Archer and Cole Cabana officially signed with AEW. One set to debut. One was going to debut, but didn't. But maybe he will soon. We'll get to that later. Show opens up with a promo from the newly crowned AEW World Champion, Gian Moxley. Mm. Okay, you gotta okay. extend it. <clears throat> Don't yell it though. Gian Moxley. You yelled it anyway. I can't not do it. If you want me to do it? I gotta do it. So Moxley cuts his promo. It's a super babyface promo, which I'm not really crazy about. It felt kind of cheesy. He's like, this is not my championship. This is your championship. Blah, blah, blah. Um, gave the whole spiel of, um, we're bringing wrestling back. We broke back professional wrestling, which is cool. But, like, Cody, the Bucks, and Kenny already did this months ago. We got it. We know what AEW's mission plan is. Thanks, Mox. Keep it moving. Um, as he's cutting his promo, Jericho comes out. Of course, flanked by the inner circle. Jericho cuts his promo. Um, you know, Jericho being a heel, doing what he does. He then says that they have a ta- they have a tag team match scheduled for later in the evening. Moxley and Darby Allen versus Jericho and Sammy Guevara. And he says that Moxley will not be walking out on his own two feet. And if he does, that he will take a 30-day leave of absence. As a matter of fact... No, he'll take a 60-day leave of absence. At which case, I love AEW fans for being knowledgeable. They all start chanting, Fozzie sucks. <laughs> which worries me because I wanted to see Jericho when we go to the Prudential Center. Mm-hmm. And I was like, if Jericho doesn't show up, I may kill myself. Well, that's not... From the way this show ended, that's not going to be an issue. But we'll get there. So after they cut their promos, we have our first match of the night. We have SCU... And the debuting Cole Cabana taking on the Dark Order, who is still teasing the arrival of the Exalted One. SCU and Cole Cabana get the win, with Cole Cabana doing the Superman jackknife pin. And at the end of the match, Evil Uno starts yelling, no, 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 this is not how it's supposed to go. The Exalted One is on his way. We still don't know who it is. Speculation is that it is going to be Matt Hardy, but who knows? Only time will tell. Next up, we have Big Swole in a... Squash match versus Leva Bates. Still trying to build a women's division. Still not really working. Um, Peter Avalon's back to being a librarian, even after he left and said he was going to go back to being pretty boy Pete. Whatever. They don't know what they want to do with the librarians. I feel like this is real WWE moves, where it's like, hey, we're going to have... Peter Avalon by himself. No, he's going to be back with Leva Bates. No, he's going to leave her. No, he's going to be back with Leva Bates. They don't know what they want to do with him yet. Yeah. Yeah. They haven't figured out if it's working or not. Yeah, and it's not. Right. <clears throat> Next up, we have probably the most noteworthy part of the show. Cody comes out and cuts a promo talking about MJF, saying, you know, after the lashings that I took, after everything that I went through, the only way I'll be okay with the way that the things went on Saturdays if MJF comes out and says to my face, I beat you fair and square. Because obviously he didn't. Music hits. But it's not MJF's. On the big screen reads Jake the Snake Roberts. Jake the Snake comes out. 
I'm stunned, don't know what's going on. And he cuts a beautifully eloquent, sophisticated promo that just... I wasn't really, like, watching wrestling when Jake the Snake was doing his thing. I was a young lad. Yes. I've seen some of his promos, like, in videos and in clips, but watching this live was like, oh, my... Like, this... This is where the art of promo comes from. Mm-hmm. At some point... So he starts off saying, stop crying like a little B-word. And so now we're going, wait, is Jake the Snake heel? Is he face? What, what Jake the Snake are we getting? And he goes, I've never cried over a single match in my entire career. And you're sitting here and you're going to let that punk-ass B-word get you all worked up? Hail Caesar. But I'm not here to praise you. I'm here to slay you. He said, I, he says, I have a client. My client's going to come and he's going to bring darkness to AEW. He then, as he's walking away, looks at Cody and he goes, a wise man once said, never turn your back on someone you respect or fear. And then he turned his back, walked away, and dumped the mic over his shoulder. Oh. Which means oh. he don't respect. So good. Or he don't fear Cody. So good. So, I was, again, 1 o'clock in the morning, going right. down that, w, that, that wrestling rabbit hole. Right. And there was a guy, I, I wish I got his Twitter handle, because I, he deserves all the credit for this. Mm-hmm. He was saying that Jake cutting this promo calling Cody Caesar. Mm-hmm. Um, Caesar was murdered mm-hmm. by his peers. Mm-hmm. It's called the Ides of March. Mm-hmm. The Ides of March is March 15th. March 15th is a Sunday, but the 18th, they're going to be in Rochester. Mm-hmm. Who's from Rochester? Brody Lee. Brody Lee. Or, for you who don't know, Luke Harper. They're saying that Jake's client is going to be Brody Lee. Now, it definitely works because one, Brody Lee and Luke Harper look like. Uh, I'm sorry, Brody Lee and Jake the Snake look like father and son. Okay, fair they, they can be kin. Um, for me, I don't see how this works though. How does Brody Lee facing Cody do anything for either man? <clears throat> so I did not think this was Brody Lee until you sent me that connection. Mm-hmm. My first thought was he's talking about bringing evil to AEW, darkness to AEW. Lance Archer was set to debut but didn't with no explanation. So my thought was that's his client. Lance Archer is a big boy. He can do the whole dark evil thing. My thought was, this is how you bring in Lance Archer. Whoever it is that his client is, is clearly a stopover feud. Because it's become quite clear that Cody and MJF are not done with each other. No. So this is something to just hold everybody over while we get to the next phase of the Cody and MJF feud. That's one reason, again, why I think Lance Archer is a good fit here. Because Lance Archer can come in, 
do whatever he wants to do with Cody, and then continue on in the singles division as a big powerhouse. This is going to help him establish himself as a main player in AEW, where I think Brody Lee might need more invested time mm-hmm. to build him as a main eventer, as someone... Because you have to wash away the dirt that is um, Luke Harper. Yeah. People in the States either do or don't know Lance Archer, but they know him as Lance Archer. Mm-hmm. Brody Lee is Luke Harper. You have to wash that off. I mean, a lot... So you need time to wash that off. If you look at, like, uh, a lot of the, the comments on uh, Brody Lee and stuff like that, it's <clears> like... He did nothing in the uh, in the Wyatt family. He did nothing as the IC champion. Why would why why is he such a big deal? And then there's people who actually watch you know the independence and like if you watch his independent stuff, you'll see why he's actually a a big deal. You know he's not he's not bad in the ring. Or if you actually watch the match when they let him go in WWE, he's, he's not bad on the mic. The boy can go. He's a very good wrestler. He's a good worker. But he just got. He got dumped into bad gimmicks. When mm-hmm. he left the Wyatt family, that's when he really mm-hmm. started to shine. Mm-hmm. And then I think he got hurt, and mm-hmm. then they put him with... Um, the Bludgeon Brothers. The Bludgeon Brothers. That, again, I think that he needs more time to establish himself as his own character, so I don't think he makes sense in a stopover feud. So that's why I don't think he's going to be the the client for Jake the Snake. I could be wrong. But for me, if I was booking this... I would see, not want to put... See, see see what you just said? What did you just say right now? Brody Lee could be the client for Jake the Snakes. You, Jake the Snake, you could be wrong. I could be wrong. And that is what I like about AEW. You, yep, 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 agreed. Agreed. That is what I like about AEW, where, mm-hmm. man, can it be him? Can it be Lance Archer? We don't know. Yeah. And it's the suspension, like uh, 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 it could be someone already on the lo- on the roster. We have no idea. We, we have no idea, and that is th- that's what makes AEW so much better than the product that WWE is putting out right now. Because what happened during SmackDown tonight? I'm like super kick, boom. That's <laughs> you were calling segments and and matches and and spots that's... before it even happened. Yeah. Because everything is so like you you started singing bronze music at the exact time that bronze music hit. It was like bronze stereo. I was like, oh, perfect timing. It's so obvious yeah. what they do. It's obnoxiously obvious, or it's purposely contradictory, which is just as obnoxious. Yeah. 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 Moving on, we get the. One-on-one match between Pac and Chuck Taylor. This was coming off from Pac versus uh, Orange Cassidy. Freshly squeezed. Freshly squeezed. Orange Cassidy at Revolution. Pac defeats Chuck Taylor with no surprise. And then he is joined by... Excuse me. He is joined by Pentagon Jr. and Ray Phoenix. And they, you know, go ahead and start beating up on the best friends, and Orange Cassidy. Pop grabs a mic and announces, we are, and prepare yourself because his name is horrible, the Death Triangle, or as my friends like to say, and then he gives the mic to Pentagon and Ray, and they say, Triangulo de la Muerte. Which is such a better name than... Sounds the, better. It's the same name. But it's still corny. It just corny. sounds so much better in Spanish. 100%, but it's still corny. 
tri- the death triangle or triangle of death, however you want to call it, the triangle de la muerte, still whack. Yeah, but it, again, different languages make things sound better. And, and I agree. Triangle, a death triangle in English is such a corny name. But Triangulo de la Muerte is is that's a that's a yeah it has weight to it. It has a little bit of weight. Has weight to it. Death Triangle sounds like a corny you know black metal black metal band or a corny black metal band or some like really lame seventies like death racing kind of like you know B film. But Triangulo de la Muerte that sounds like like a curse. Yeah. Or it sounds like. A place in a Latin country that you shouldn't go to because people never come back from El Triangulo de la Muerte. Yeah. Has, has some, some weight to it. Same name, it's dumb. But I get what you're saying. Moving on. Jake Hagar versus QT Marshall in a one-on-one match that simply serves to fuel a little... Um, what's this word I'm looking for? Post-match brawl. We have everyone and their mother come out. Fun, fun, fun. We had um, Dustin Rhodes comes out. Everyone and their mother. Including. So, Kenny is out. And Nick Jackson is... and Yeah, Nick and, and Kenny are both out with injuries sustained from Revolution. Quote, unquote. So, during this brawl, you have Dustin Rhodes. Then Matt Jackson comes out. And then, coming down with his beer in hand is Hangman Adam Page. Comes down, clears house, hits the 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 um buckshot. the buckshot lariat, grabs his beard that he had left on the turnbuckle, finishes chugging it, Matt goes over to kind of be like, hey, and he just flips him off. Flips him off. Middle yeah. finger right is square in the face. Cowboy-ish. Cowboy-ish goes back to the back room, the locker room. And I was like, Hangman is being booked perfectly. perfectly. This is flawless. He's coming out to the loudest pops of the night, next to probably Darby Allen. And he comes in, messes stuff up, drinks his beer, 22 skidoo. Darby Allen, who who got hit with the Judas effect. Oh. That was... Well, we, we, we'll, we'll get there. Oh, you're, you're going to get there? That's the main event. Well, that was... They didn't have the proper angle uh, to actually replay it. It's only uh, if you go online where they mm. show the different... The, 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 the ramp angle, yeah, and it looks devastating. Oh, the I saw the ramp angle. They did the ramp angle um live, mm-hmm. and I was just like, "What? Oh no!" So main event of the night was the aforementioned match between Moxley and Darby Allen versus Jericho Sami Guevara, which essentially was a handicap match. As Moxley's coming down through the crowd like he always does, he's jumped by the inner circle and laid out. Darby Allen decides, "Screw this! I'm gonna do this two on one handicap. I'm gonna do me." I'm gonna do you. So Pardon? then, excuse me. <laughs> it's not what I meant. It's not, I, that's, never mind. So the whole match, Darby Allen's getting beat up. He goes to the corner and he tags himself, tags himself on the shoulder, tags himself with hands, does whatever he has to do to stay alive in this match. Unfortunately, after the uh, suicide dive turned to a Judas effect, it wasn't much later that he eats the pin and he loses. Moxley has finally come to life, has a chair, he's stumbling and bumbling down to the ring, and he gets beat up some more. They take him back to the top of the stage, find themselves a table, all of a sudden, 
It's like we're watching Monday Night Raw. Ooh-wah. <laughs> Mocked into the table. Shield, Triple shield power shield bomb, bomb delivered by Santana Ortiz and Jake Hagar. And that's how we go off the air with all of Inner Circle flipping off John Boxley at on the camera. And that's how we went off air. So, Inner, inner Circle. Dynamite, nothing crazy, nothing spectacular, not as good as the three weeks leading up to Revolution, but far better than their first show coming out or their pay-per-view last time. This is them establishing new stories, uh, pushing forward pre-existing stories, and giving some decent wrestling in the middle. Fair show by AEW, I thought. Now to their counterparts, NXT. NXT has been <clears throat> accused by some of the people online of being very main roster booking. I have been saying that for three weeks. This wasn't main roster booking because it, was, it wasn't big name superstars on this week's show in terms okay. of wrestling. Okay. I mean, NXT starts off with one of the two cage matches where, which were advertised ahead of, actual, uh, of NXT. Mm. Tegan Knox versus Dakota Kai. And you were telling me that people were killing this match. Well, they're killing the booking of it. Tegan, they're saying that Tegan Knox kind of looks like a dumb dumb because she, she got stuck between the right, cage. Right. She was being held there. Uh, Dakota Kai got out. I thought, I thought that was like, it wasn't unique, mm. but it's not something that you see all the time. Right. That is something that that I was, I heard, that was saying that as much as they disliked the two matches, they were two unique endings that they had never seen before. Or if, if not that you've never seen before, it's not something that they book all the time. Right. So Dakota Kai wins because Tegan Knox is being pinned between the gate and the door, the gate, uh, the cage and the door. Excuse me. Not a bad match. Mm. It's definitely better than their their takeover match. Okay. But I I I, I want this feud to be done already. Like there's no nothing else. Right. From here for me. Right. Chelsea Green versus Shotzi Blackheart. <laughs> Botch-filled match. Ugh. It's like Chelsea Green and Shotzi Blackheart don't know how to wrestle. Which is so funny because these two, just before signing with WWE, were so... They were good. Yeah. They were good. Highly sought after by everybody. Chelsea Green's been working. She's been working for what? Nearly a decade now? She was in the Mayan Classic. Yeah. Yeah. She was in that Fatal 4-Way at uh, All In. She's been working. Shotzi Blackhour had a lot of push behind her right before she signed, working the indie scene like a, you know, like a mad woman. But you put them together, <laughs> timing, <laughs> chemistry. There's no chemistry. Just absolutely clunky. Ugh. It was it was hard to watch. That hurts. That's unfortunate. But then you get saved with Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly taking on Oni Larkin and and Danny Birch. Okay. Two men, the four men who've had a match at a takeover. And was five star material, well, four star material, but good match. <clears throat> uh, Red Dragon wins. Oh, excuse me, the Undisputed Era wins. The Broserweights come out and like stare down Undisputed Era, and then they get jumped by the Grizzled Young Veterans. Mm-hmm. Takeover are probably going to have a triple threat between both, uh, all three teams. Okay. Austin Theory beats Isaiah Swerve Scott. Both men are getting better week after week. 
Mm. Uh, it's a shame that one of them have to lose, but mm. Austin Theory kind of has the better, the more Vince McMahon look. Okay. So, of course, Austin Theory is going to go over. Okay. And to close out NXT, you had Roddy Strong taking on the Velveteen Dream. Good match, not great. Uh, Roddy's wife gets uh, Marina Shafir, right? Mm-hmm. That's that's his wife. Mm-hmm. She comes in, hands him a kendo stick. Yui uh, comes down and gets involved in the match. Velveteen kind of clears the ring, throws out Roddy Strong. So Roddy technically wins the cage match, but Velveteen closes the cage, locks it, locks it, gets his hands on Adam Cole Bebe. So where we where do we go from here? Because you stated before we were on air, he's feuding with Roddy right now. Why would they just completely one eighty yeah. and go to Adam Cole, baby? Yeah. Who knows? I mean, takeovers in what three weeks? Yeah. Right now, for me, I feel like they're scrambling to get pull a, a cohesive card together. You're going to get Ciampa versus Gargano at TakeOver. We know this already. Cole versus Velveteen. How does that fit? Where does that come from? Cole versus Dream for the NXT Championship? Yes. We're talking about TakeOver Tampa. No, I'm talking about TakeOver Orlando. You're funny. <laughs> yeah, take Tampa. What else are you going to do? There's nothing else. Yeah, because if Gargano and Champ are fighting each other... Or the... Finn Balor is lost in the ether right now. There's no other babyface out there that can be believable. So Dream versus Cold for the NXT Championship. Mm-hmm. We have Ripley versus uh, Charlotte mm-hmm. for the Women's Championship. No, that's women? at Mania. Oh, it's going to be at Mania. Yeah, that's at Mania. There's going to be a women's ladder match for um, the number one contender s- spot for. That's what they're doing for takeover. Yeah. No. Rear, I think in the next couple of weeks there's going to be a ladder match between six women. The winner of that match faces Rhea Ripley at takeover. It's probably going to be. She's working double duty. She's working takeover and, and mania, mania. Oh, unless she drops the ball to takeover, which, hold on. You want to keep her looking... You don't want to, like, bury her against Charlotte, so why not have Bianca Belair win the belt on TakeOver and then drop the belt the next night? We know how Vince is about promoting. He's been promoting Charlotte versus Rhea. Just like they were promoting Becky versus Ronda, and then they threw in Charlotte. You still got Becky versus Ronda. You just added in the third element. I don't think she's dropping it. Well, we'll see. Okay, so we have Rhea versus the winner of that ladder match mm-hmm. for the Women's Championship. Mm-hmm. A tag team title match. Keith Lee has to fight somebody I for the th- North American Championship. Um, Cameron Grimes. They're, they're putting him in a program with Cameron Grimes. What? Yeah. WrestleMania weekend, we're doing Grimes? No, 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 no. I didn't say WrestleMania weekend. I said right now they're putting them in a program. Okay, but whatever they do now, has we only have like a month. Three weeks. We have to set up to WrestleMania. We don't have to do anything. Ah, but you know what I mean. Whatever they're doing now has to lead to WrestleMania. They can't put them in a, in a program with Cameron Grimes and then what are they going to do for WrestleMania? A one-week, no-heat match? 
They've done it before. NXT's better not than at, that. And not at NXT, but they've done it before. Oh, God. TakeOver's going to stink. Yeah. I mean, this may not be their strongest TakeOver. But, I mean, we'll see. The Broser Raids, like you said, it's probably going to be a triple threat match. The Broser Raids, um, Red Dragon, and um, what's it called? And the Grizzly Oh, I'm sorry. Um, the latter match will be at TakeOver. That makes sense. And Chelsea Green's the only participant so far. And that's the only match scheduled. Yeah, that makes sense. There's no, I was like, there's no way you have uh, Rhea work both TakeOver and Mania. So, yeah. All right, no, TakeOver's going to stink. You know what stinks? It's face. Back. SmackDown. So, SmackDown opens... Sm- sorry, SmackDown 2, Tag Team Boogaloo, opens with a recap of the week prior. And we have a moment of bliss, special guest, NWO, Parties crashed by Sami Zayn, Shinsuke Nakamura, and Cesaro. They talk smack. They threaten to have a fight with NWO. We all know they're not going to fight because Scott Hall will die if he does. Kevin Nash will tear something if he does. And Waltman will probably sniff something if he does. That's not nice. I'm sorry. (laughs) So they get to each other's face. Nothing happens. Uh, Sami Zayn says, you guys want to fight? Not going to happen. We're going to be prepared for Braun. Blah, blah, blah. Braun comes out, clears house, and then uh, Sami Zayn uses Alexa Bliss as a human shield. Which I called. Which you said was going to happen. Uh, <laughs> they scurry out. Braun decides he's going re- to flex his throwing abilities, throws the this, uh, moment of Bliss set, and damn near hits Sami Zayn with the set. And that's how we go off the air. Well, that's how we go off the first segment of SmackDown. This leads to the first of a million tag matches where we have Bailey and Sasha up against Naomi and Lacey Evans. Bailey and Sasha win because reasons. Sure. Uh, I think immediately after this was Fire and Desire taking on Carmella and Dana Brooke, which they defeat because reasons. Who cares? We have Sheamus squashing Apollo. Poor Apollo. Um, tag Team Gauntlet. And the tag team gauntlet match that took the last 45 minutes of the show where Heavy Machinery loses to Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode. Baby. Sorry. No. No. Overall, I found SmackDown to be very boring. Very uneventful. However, they did move things towards the Elimination Chamber, which is coming up this weekend. Everything that took place was either mentioning something that's going to happen at the Elimination Chamber or was going to have some sort of direct result to Elimination Chamber, as in the gauntlet match was to determine who's going to be the last one to come out of the pod. Everything had its purpose geared toward Elimination Chamber, so they did do that, albeit poorly. SmackDown was a thing that I had to watch, because you know what? Sometimes, in professional wrestling, they're good seats. Uh, oh, I, uh, we're going to do predictions first or we're going to do good season, bad season? Don't we normally do, do good season, bad season first and then predictions? I mean, we don't need... Yeah, we could do we could do our seats first. Cause, yeah, we normally do our seats first. Yeah. Okay. My bad. It's okay. Let's rewind. <laughs> Sometimes professional wrestling, there are good seats. WWE. <laughs> As usual. 
A lot of bad seeds. But at the end of the day, they all help to contribute to the beautiful tree, the luscious garden, and the beautiful forest that is professional wrestling. So Shane, tell me, who are your good seeds and bad seeds for this week in the world of grapplers? My bad seed goes to Vince. Hey, old man River. For giving up on both Ricochet and Shayna. Old man River. So early, so soon. You don't know anything anymore. I'm sorry. See, Dial. Give it up, old man. You're done. Yeah, I don't think his brain works the same way no more. No. I think it'd be broken. Absolutely. You're a bad team, Mr. Thrill. Mmm. So much to choose from. So much to choose. So, I'm going to pick something very specific. Okay. This may or may not come to a surprise to you. My bad seed goes to the booking of the implosion of the Riot Squad. So, uh, so I had three bad seeds. Okay. This was one of them. Alistair and AJ was one of them. And then Fair. Vince being this poor booker. Right. So, despite my bias and, and, and my interest in Ruby Riot, I did enjoy the Riot Squad because when they were together, they were booked well. They were booked as a legitimate trio who was worth people's attention. Yeah. They'd win matches. They'd cause people to lose matches. They were taken seriously. They broke them up, put them on separate shows, then put them all back on the same show. And what are we getting? We're getting this weird Liv Morgan who is now wearing all black leather, but is still wearing like her weird Liv Morgan tops underneath her leather and mesh. So she's like an amalgamation of old Liv Morgan and Scarlet Bordell Liv Morgan. You got Ruby Ryan who came back from injury and she's kind of a heel, but she's green. I don't know. And then Sarah Logan is just, like, in the middle and has zero personality in this. And, like, she was a special guest referee in this match. And so she fast counts Ruby Riot, and it's just... And then she beats them both up. And then she beats them... It just... For what? If you're going to... If you're going to put them together... Because they weren't together to begin with. No. They were... They just took three random NXT women and said, And now you're together. Even though they, and on paper, they make no sense together. No. Fine. The girls made it work, became best friends. It worked. Then they split them up just to put them back together to watch them split up because reasons? When it just, it's not working. No. It's not working. No. There's zero heat to this feud. This triangle implosion. It's just, it's dumb. I hate what they're doing to this. Liv Morgan's second feud coming back, and it's another dud. I, I said they should not have paired them together right off the bat. Liv Morgan with her new debut and, and uh, Ruby Riot coming back from injury should not have been put against each other so quickly. They're not what each other needed. Yeah. Anyway, talk to me about your good seed. So, I'm, I keep going back and forth. Okay. Between the opening of Raw... Okay. And Jake the Snake Roberts. Fair. And Jake the Snake Roberts edges out Raw's beginning by a little margin. By a hair. Just by a hair. Okay. The guy's well into his 60s or 70s, something like that. Maybe 70s. Mm-hmm. Cutting 
a damn, <coughs> damn good promo. Mm-hmm. Not a Bill Goldberg promo. Yikes. Not a uh, rest in peace promo. Right. A very well articulated promo. Mm-hmm. Had me not a palm of his hand. And that is what you need for professional wrestling. If you're if you're going to bring back a a a legend, you bring him back and you have him do this. Mm-hmm. The Caesar stuff was a thing of it, it's it works so well on such an intellectual level mm-hmm. that if you don't really know the story of Julius Caesar, you're not going to get it. And the comparison to Caesar to Cody, it's it's crazy. It's, oh, it's so good. So that that's that's my good seed. Can't argue with that. Now, while I will not argue with you, I also do not like using the same good seed. So I'm gonna take my seed. It was previously over there. I'm gonna take that over. I'm gonna give it to a different promo. Okay. A promo that I had no expectations for, because I typically I'm not really a fan of this guy. <coughs> Excuse me. But Randall Keith Orton. Yep. And his promo with Beth Phoenix. Randall Keith. Brando, Brando. I'm not an Arch- I'm not a Randy Orton guy. I'm not a fan of his. I find him very boring. His promos, like I feel like he's someone who's like kind of packed it in because he knows he's set for life. But this promo was inspired. This promo, and I didn't know where he was going with it at first. But by the time he got to the end of it, he, he, he he's was... using their their kids' actual names. He's like. It's believable. Delusional ex-girlfriend, like, stalker mode. He, he he actually believes that what he did to Edge, he did out of the love that he has for this man. Yep. That he did it to save him. Oh, man, so good. That he cares for Edge more than Beth does. And the delivery. That he cares about Edge and their kids, because he doesn't want their kids to see their father. Like, Come on, man. And we're going to get Edge on Raw this week, coming up. But they're probably not going to do anything good with it. If they're smart, it should be an angry Edge who doesn't say a word and just beats up on Randy Orton. In my opinion. The dude RKO'd Beth Phoenix to go off the, the, the air. Yeah. They should build to it the whole episode. And then they should close with him what? pulling into whatever vehicle he is, beeline straight to Randy Orton wherever he is, and put the beats on him. Hmm. That's my opinion. I don't like the whole vehicle thing, but yeah, I understand where you're getting from it. Well, yeah, because you don't want him in the building all night. It's going to take him two hours to find Randy Orton. Because then it becomes a corny Benny Hill skit. Yeah. (laughs) Done. Copyright. Yeah, okay. So you got to have the the time that they're in the same space to be as minimal as possible to really highlight how angry Edge is. Unless you want to do it off the bat. Or Randy's going to be hiding from him. That's the only other way to do it. You could have that. Ed shows up right off the bat. Where's Randy? Where's Randy? And Randy's hiding from him the entire episode. Yeah. Again, not crazy about it because it's very Benny Hill, but that's another way to do it. Yeah, I'm okay with that. All right, so let's get to the predictions for this Sunday's. Sunday, Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. WWE Elimination Chamber. 2020. Or as um, Jack the Jobber says, Elimination Chambay. 
Elimination Chambay. Live from the Wells Fargo Center in Philadelphia. I mean Philadelphia. Seven matches on the card so far. Yep, yep. You and I discussed this. You want to go in the order that we think it should be? Uh, yeah, why not? Okay. Um, seven matches on the card, and we don't think they should add anything else. Agreed. This should be, this is a, it's not a perfect card, but it's a good card the way it is right now. Agreed. Pre-show match, we have, uh, Thrill and I think, Andrade versus Humberto Carrillo for the United States Championship. <sighs> Andrade, maybe? I mean, I don't know. Vince isn't big on Carrillo anymore, but do we need a change? I don't know. He just came back from his suspension, so give him a little bit more time. If if it doesn't work, have him drop the belt on a row. I can see that. Um, Excuse me. I'm going to go Andrade. Okay. I'm going Andrade, and obviously Garza is going to be involved somehow. Remy State is going to be involved somehow. It's going to be a mess, but I'm going Andrade. For a pre-show match, I think that's too much. It might be just Garza. It could be. Or just Lena Vega gets involved. Something. Something. But it's going to be Andrade, in my opinion. Okay. The, the the next match? Next match, we think, should close the pre-show. I but thought we were saying this opens. I thought we were saying that this closes the pre-show. I thought it was, Two one, matches I, on the pre-show. I thought it was one pre-show match and then one show. You're not going to have five shows on the, main, on the main show. Five matches on the main show? I don't think so. Okay. I, okay, whatever. So then, it does mess up the order, though. Yeah. Yeah. Because then we're... This can't be sh- the opener. Sh- sh- shut your pretty mouth. Okay. Let's do it. Whatever. The opening match, the WWE, whenever they have these gimmick matches, they like to bookend them. So we think the first match of the night is going to be the men's tag team elimination chamber match, where the Miz and Morrison will be defending their championships versus the New Day, the Usos, Heavy Machinery, Lucha House Party, and Ziggler and Rude, the only team that does not have a name. <laughs> Who do you get? I don't care. <laughs> I mean, does, does I think it's does, gonna be Miz and Morrison just because they? I, I think they retain, but do you have yeah. Dolphin and Rude win just to further the Otis Dolph beef? As long as the many rows exists, that's all you need. Alright, I'll keep the Miz and Morrison. Why not? I'd say Miz and Morrison retain. So, we agreed on the second match being... I guess now we'd have to, we would have to be Daniel Bryan and Drew Gulak. I agree. Daniel Bryan taking on Drew Gulak. Daniel Bryan's going to win? Drew Gulak should win. Should win. 100% agree. Gulak should 100% win. 100% agree. A, not only because you need to build, you know, newer guys, but if he's going around saying that he know he's able to identify all of Daniel Bryan's weaknesses, and you have guys like Drake Maverick coming up to him like, "Can you teach me how to be Daniel Bryan?" If he's going to go around telling everyone that he has the, you know, the the secrets to be Daniel Bryan, but no one takes him up on it, and then Drake Maverick tries to, and then Daniel Bryan challenges him directly, Drew Gulak should beat him. You know what? I'm going to go Gulak, and he's going to win by like a roll up. So he can further the whole... That's gutsy. I, I'm going Gulak. DB's going to eat a pin this close to Mania? Who cares? What is he even doing for Mania? Who cares? Ugh. I'm, I'm going to play it safe. I'll go DB. Right. We need some different, di- differentiation from yes, our yes. picks. Anyway, yes, so... Yes. So the, second, the, the, the next match I think that we said was going to be... Am I not here? Oh, yeah, right? My bad. <laughs> 
continue. <laughs> the next match, if I remember correctly, that we said was going to be was the handicap match, correct? Yes. So we think the next match should be the three-on-one handicap match for the Intercontinental Championship. Braun Strowman defending his IC title versus Shinsuke Cesaro and Sami Zayn. Strowman's got to win this, yeah, right? Bra- Braun wins lol. Right, yeah, it's got to be. It's going to be like a, f- a seven-minute match. If that. Yeah. Ten minutes max. Because you can't make Nakamura and Cesaro look that bad. Yeah. they got to get in some offense. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> next up. I think we settled on uh, Styles versus Black, right? I thought we said the... That was the penultimate? Yeah. Okay, so next we have the Street Profits defending their ta- Royal Tag Team Championships against uh, Seth Rollins and his buddy Murphy. That's good. I like that. His buddy Murphy. You're not going to have the Profits win on Raw to Just to drop on it on Sunday. Sunday. So I, I think the Street Profits win this match. I agree. Second to last match, the penultimate match right before the main event. Aleister Black versus AJ Styles in the no DQ match. <sighs> Who wins depends on what their plans are. But knowing what their plans are, I say Aleister Black wins via interference from The Undertaker. Yes. Or distraction from distraction. The Undertaker. And, and Undertaker doesn't even need to show up. You'll get a gong or lights. A lights out, gong, ages distracted, black mass, one, two, three. Exactly. Agreed. 100%. And the last match of the night that we hopefully think... The Elimination Chamber match for the number one contenders. Uh, Raw number one contenders championship, women's championship match, right? That's what it is? Yeah. Natalia versus Liv Morgan versus Shayna Baszler versus Asuka versus Ruby Riot versus Sarah Logan. So Vince isn't big on Shayna Baszler anymore, and the only believable person that I think can win this match would be Natty. But I'm still going to go Shayna Baszler anyway because I'm a glutton for punishment. This was a surefire thing. Yes. It was Shayna. She just beat Asuka, so it's not going to be Asuka. She beat Asuka and Kyrie Sane. Oh, no, she beat Kyrie Sane. Becky beat Asuka. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Becky beat Asuka is what I meant. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Liv Morgan's not ready. No. If if Becky versus Liv Morgan... Becky versus Liv Morgan isn't selling a single ticket to WrestleMania. No. I mean, Sarah not, Logan... They're not selling a single ticket to WrestleMania. I know, but I'm like, what are the matches that you want in WrestleMania have to be something that's worth selling? Yeah. It's not Liv. It's not Sarah Logan. Had Ruby Riot built some more momentum than what she's been doing, it could have been Ruby and Becky, but Ruby is on the same pet at the same the same totem pole as the rest of these buffoons right now. Yeah. Are we really doing Natalia versus Becky at Mania? No. It's gotta be Baszler, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's got it's gotta be Baszler. It's gotta be Baszler or Natalia. Ugh god, that hurts. Come on, Vince, wake up. You going Baszler? I'm going Baszler. All right. It has to be Baszler. It's not going to be Baszler. It's still going to be Baszler. So those, those are our predictions. And we're sticking to them. That's right. Do you want to do it? Since I did No, 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 no. You don't want to give it a shot? Come not on. even. Not Come even, on. No. Just, no? Let's bring us home. All right. <laughs> That's going to wrap up our episode this week. Don't forget to check us out on SoundCloud.com. Sash Grapples Apples. Sash Grapples the number two. two. Apples. Don't like SoundCloud, you got Google Play Music and Apple Podcast. Don't forget to check out our social media pages. That's Facebook.com and Twitter.com slash Grapples Apples. That's Grapples on number two. two. Apples, like, comment, share, subscribe. Do whatever you got to do to put us in as many eyes and ears as humanly possible. As always, I'm one of your hosts. Ill Will the Thrill, the Poetarian, Shakespearean Candidate, Major English, whatever you need me to be, that's who I'll be because that's who I is. Join, but my head roll left me. Man of the hour. Man with the power.
too sweet to be sour. Cream of the crop, rise at the top. Your boy, Shades. Don't forget to tune in and catch us after Elimination Chamber this week, next week, and every other week. Because an apple a day is a bad wrestling way. Peace. Peace.